Hello and welcome to Walk the Walk. Have you ever been around somebody who, um, you know, maybe you don't necessarily act like them, like them when you first meet them, and then eventually when you hang out with them, you act more and more like them? Yeah, that happens a lot to us. I mean, you know, we kind of take on the personality of another person, we take on their mannerisms and their behaviors, and then before you know it, you're acting like another person or both of you are acting like each other. I want to ask you this. Do you hang out with God enough to act like him? You know, Moses went up on the mountain to be with God. And when he was up there, he was so radiant when he came back down that God actually rubbed off onto him. Now, when he got back down there with the people, what happened? And I don't think he necessarily acted like the people, but he probably didn't act totally like God. When the people angered him and made him so mad, sometimes Moses, I think, acted like the people. (laughs) And that's kind of like how we are, I think. We hang out with other people, and then when we get away from them, we start going back to our old self. Now, that may be good, and that may be maybe not good. I don't know if, if your friend is the saint, that you know you should hang out with them more often, then that's a good thing that they rub off on you. But sometimes we hang out with friends that are not so good, and we start to see behaviors change. You probably have seen that in your own children, where you thought they were the the model son or daughter and then they seem to hang out with crowds that they should not hang out with and then before you know it they're acting like the people that they hang out with getting themselves in trouble doing things that they would not normally do we need to hang out with God more we need to let God rub off onto us Yesterday, there was an election, and man, quite controversial. The um, topic of abortion, or they uh, voted on abortion, and particularly in the state of Ohio, and and it passed. I think I remember a day where they probably would have, that probably would have never been considered to be voted on. And people that call themselves Christian were cheering, (laughs) cheering at the fact that it passed. Now, I'm not going to debate about about having an abortion in Christianity. I'm not. I understand why some people feel like it needs not to be, um, or, you know, it should be allowed. I understand. There are people that say, you know, there are situations where it has to be allowed. And I'm not, I'm not going to get into that. Not, I'm not going to have that discussion. Um, I have never been faced with the possibility of having an abortion. I would guess maybe back in my younger day, if I encountered that, I'm, I might have considered it. I don't know. But now that I'm a Christian, and I, and I think I'm a practicing Christian, and I think that I, I study God's Word every day, I, I do my podcast, I do blogs, 
I, I'm really trying to follow what God would do. What would Jesus do? What would God do? And sometimes when we look out across this world and people that call themselves Christian, and let's just take that whole debate of abortion out of the picture. Let's not even talk about that. But there are people that are acting more and more like the world, and they're calling themselves Christian. Now, it seems like to me I have done more podcasts on this topic than anything else, probably because it's so prevalent in the world today that people are not being Christ-like. The hate, the, um, the dissension, it is it's bad. It is so bad. And even among those who call themselves Christian. And I'm not going to exclude myself. I'm not. You know why? Because I watch that news and you, you probably would hear me yell and carry on at my TV at the things that we are seeing going on in the world today that people are cheering about that people are accepting it's it's really kind of scary that to think that people are okay with things that are happening and calling themselves a Christian I'm not you know what I can't even hold those people who are pre pre-believers or never believers I can't even hold their feet to the ground with this because they don't claim to say they're a Christian they don't claim to follow uh, the ways of Jesus Christ how can I say anything to them there'll be I don't they probably would say I don't even believe in the God that you believe in I don't believe that's real I don't believe in Jesus Christ so you can't can't say anything to them about it, but we can say something to you. If you are a Christian and you are finding yourself fading away from God, then maybe one time God did rub off on you, and now you're finding yourself fading away. Kind of reminds me of um, the Etch-A-Sketch. Remember those when we were kids and you could draw pictures, and then shake it up, and then it's gone. It's almost like we all get shook up, and then our faith, our belief, is gone. Without even batting an eye, it's gone. We are becoming very lukewarm, and you know what the Bible says about those who are lukewarm, you know, God says, I'd rather you be something or the other, but not lukewarm. So for those people who are proclaiming not to be Christian, they're not lukewarm. They're very adamant in the way that they believe. But why is it we as Christians seem to be lukewarm? We're trying to keep our feet on both sides of the the line here. And I understand that. If you've got a child that's, that's into something that You just want it to be right. But you're a Christian. I don't think it says anywhere in the Bible that you're supposed to hate these people. You are supposed to hate the sin, of course. You should hate your own sin. I hate my own sin. But the person is not to be hated. It says, pray for your enemies. And you know that country and western song, and I I don't even know the words, I'll just... 
kind of ad lib it where it says, you know, I pray that you, you know, your hair falls out. I pray that you get pimples or whatever. I don't know what the real words of the song are, but I don't mean that kind of prayer. I'm talking about really praying for our enemies. That's tough. It's hard for us to pray for each other. Look at, look at what happened to Jesus when he was going to the cross and how his disciples fell asleep. Goodness gracious, they were right there with him knowing what was about to happen. Jesus knew. He knew that's what they were going to do and he knows what we're going to do. I think we should surprise Jesus by standing firm. By not letting ourselves fade away. Stand firm. There are people that do that. And I admire them. Like, I admire their strength. They do not waver. They don't have both feet on one side, you know, one foot on the other and the other on the other side, trying to keep everybody happy. It's like balancing plates. Pretty soon it crashes. And that's what's going to happen. You've got to make a stand. You've got to put both feet on one side. That doesn't mean that you're not going to reach across and hold somebody's hand and say, you know what, it's not okay, but I understand your temptations. Jesus died on the cross for us. He died for all of our temptations. He came back. He was on the earth for 33 years and was tempted by the devil. 40 days of no food. I tell you, I don't know if somebody came up to me and after 40 days of not having food or whatever and offered it to me, I tell you, I don't know. I don't know if I could be as strong as Jesus was. But he knows that. And that's why he went to the cross for me and you. Because he knows that we cannot be strong. But for the love of God, Let's not be lukewarm. Let's not fade away. It is time now that we all become strong in the Word, in Jesus, in our beliefs, in our prayer, in our in our studying. It's time that we quit being lukewarm and fading away and coming firm in who we believe. And that is Jesus Christ.